This podcast replay is brought to you by Caneswear.com. For all your Canes, Dolphins, and Heat needs, visit them at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. Free shipping with online orders over $99. Go to Caneswear.com at Miami Fanware. That's the spot where South Florida fans shop. Good morning, boys and girls. Uh, welcome back. As uh, we started today a little earlier, we, we did our Wednesday today where we started early and uh, we did the inside the paint show. So tomorrow we'll get back to actually being on at 10 uh, overall. So we started a little early today. Hope you all are well out there. You know, normally I tell you there's a lot of things to, there isn't a lot of things to talk about, man. I've been, I've been scouring and scouring and trying to find different things to talk about. There isn't a lot. Uh, We do have uh, Alan Pupar joining us today. Manny Navarro will also join us today on the program so we'll uh we'll get the latest we'll get his uh we'll get uh Poupart's thoughts on dolphins and the super bowl and all that good stuff i know he's got his two cents on the final play uh manny navarro will find out about the latest coaching search what's going on there with the canes uh we've got the heat back in action tomorrow night after last night's loss to the nuggets Panthers are back on tonight in St. Louis. They uh, got by the Wild last night in a shootout. University of Miami beat uh, North Carolina last night in basketball, the number 15 team in the country. Not UNC, your Canes. And so they will uh, be off till Saturday when they take on Wake Forest. And I was thinking about this. Where does Larinago rank nowadays in the history of South Florida sports, right? Riley and Shula, Shula and Riley, I don't know, however you want to put it, right? And then we've got Spo and Ron Frazier and Howard Schnellenberger. And is Larinaga right there? Is he like right after those guys? Is that where is that where we're looking at when we t- start talking about like you know Jim is pretty freaking special dude <laughs> you know what I'm saying he is uh he is one absolutely special cat I gotta say and he is right up there with a lot of the great coaches that we've uh, been you know we've had the pleasure of having you know in this town and when you talk about their contributions, to us because that's what matters is their contributions to us and the amount of time that they've been here and all that and he's been here a lot longer than most and there's only a couple of guys that have been there longer than him but then you start to think about it and you know Larinaga goes he's going down right there with with Ron Frazier and and Riley and 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 Shoes and these kind of guys that that you know contributed so much to to our sports landscape you know what i'm saying and i was thinking about that yesterday when when you're watching that game because that was the best thing to watch last night it wasn't the heater it wasn't the panthers really to be quite honest with you although bob had some nice saves there down the stretch but it's still you know not a uh, that panther team is just not very good when we talked about that in the first segment of the show we we're talking about expectations and and the uh, the the Heat and the and the Panthers, but I, the other thing I was thinking about last night is how how special Larinaga is to this town, and how special he's been as a coach, and 
man, just you just wish you would have gotten him 20 years before we got him, you know, and to have him down here for all that time. And it would have been great to see him during the the Big East days and all that stuff, you know, because you've always had UM's always been littered with coaches that are, you know, it's just a stepping stone for them. Whereas this man came here and made it a home for him, which is what you want. I hope that's what happens with, I think that's what Mario wants in his mind and his heart. And I think that's what we all want as Canes fans too, because we're kind of tired of watching them change coaches like underwears because the university of Miami is always a stepping stone to go somewhere else. You know, whether it's Leonard Hamilton going to the NBA or whatever, or, or tons of coaches on the on on the football side going to the NFL or whatever, you know it's uh, it's never been about that, you know, and it's never been about making it a home. And Laranega has made it a home, uh, which is uh, just absolutely impressive. So just uh, just crazy. Uh, the Wild is a good team, but Bob was awesome in the shootout. He was, he was. Well, the Wild is a a playoff team. Yeah. Uh, not a great team, but, yeah, a playoff team. Uh, oh, the big news today is that tonight the Squared Circle Digest returns. I think that's, I think that's accurate, by the way. I think that's very accurate. That is a, it's a big, no, no. Oh, we're getting psyched here. Oh, what is going on, Sean? You you must answer the people. Oh, no, I'm saying it's not that big of news is what I'm saying. It's a show. The show's tonight, 8 o'clock. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying it's not that big of news. Yeah, no, no, no. We're, we're going yeah, live, 8 p.m. It, it, it's enormous news. Yeah. What are you talking about? There's nothing really to talk about going on in pro wrestling right now. I mean, there's nothing. But, but the idea that you're back... No, I'm kidding, and by the way. There's a ton of stuff to talk about. They now have their show that they can go and talk to their guy and, and get their pro wrestling fix. And 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 by the way, are we seeing like a, a new look or is this the look still? Or what's oh, no, the, this what's is the, the look still. I got to get the, the stuff coming through. It keeps getting delayed every other day. So Jesus. I think ultimately I'm going to have to end up probably just doing my own. But I was hoping to have these yeah, because they were props already there. They were the, perfect. The really so this thing up. And make it look like nasty. Yeah, yeah. Come on, one hundred percent. You, you guys, wait till you see the the new look. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he puts it all together there. I think it's going to look sh sharp as hell. Oh no, it'll be one hundred percent sharp, man. We, we've made some investments in there to, you know, prop that thing up properly. So uh, I gotta. And, and by the way, I will be uh, creating a, a a crypto studio too, so it'll it will have a different studio for the crypto show also. So I'm trying to work on all of those kind of things. That's going to be down the line, but I am working on it. Maybe doing a crypto show later. So uh, stay tuned. Make sure you're uh, you've got the notification bell, and we will get it going because uh, we got some interesting news today with the. Um, with the uh, CPI so coming in, so it's uh, nice. Uh, let's see. Oh, looking forward to seeing you up here in Indy for the Combine later this month. I will get there the 28th, so I will be there on Tuesday night, uh, and then uh, I'll be there around uh, 8 o'clock, I think I arrive, 
on Tuesday night, and then we leave on Saturday uh, in the afternoon, I think it is, uh, which is the 4th, I believe. So, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there for about five days at the Combine having some fun. Uh, we'll be broadcasting from there. So we'll uh, keep you all updated on everything going on uh, Combine-wise, any kind of news, all the stuff going on in the NFL. And of course, we are the only uh, we are the only outlet that you know goes to the Senior Bowl and the Combine and the NBA Summer League and all that kind of stuff. We're the only outlet in South Florida that does that pretty much. That goes to all of these events for you all out there. So there you go. And the NFL draft in Vegas. Also, nobody did that. It's only us that have done that in South Florida for South Florida sports fans, which is a beautiful thing. Uh, Jim Gleason says the big O show best in the biz can't beat it. It's a beautiful thing. Thank you, Jim. Very nice of you, sir. Very nice of all of you tuning in as always. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the Medellin Dolphins fan says big O Zach Thomas induction will bring lots of good vibes to our Dolphins planet. Amen. And we'll be there for that also for the induction of Zach Thomas into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Prayers to everyone in Palestine, Ohio, and our government's doing another blunder in that area. Um, what was the blunder in Ohio? What was going on? What did we what did we screw up in Ohio? I might have missed that. What was that? Um, I know Michigan in Michigan State. Wow, prayers in Michigan State. Jesus crazy stuff man uh wildcats goldie han i'm looking for Laura, uh, lavender williams it's the sport of kings better than diamond rings football uh big o when do you anticipate the music show is going to start eh, you know i gotta get all my ducks in a row uh and we're we're working on all of that i got a lot of things going on so I'm trying to resolve a lot of things at the same time. Oh, the train crash. Yes. And the chemicals. Yes. Yes. Oh, that, that was, yeah, that happened what the week before last, right? The, uh, that big ass train crash. Yeah. That thing was, that thing was pretty bad. That was ugly. Yes. You are correct. Yeah. It was, uh, bad, 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 bad. Uh, all right, so what else do we have going on in the world of uh, sports to talk about? Well, uh, we do have a dolphin subject I want to talk about. And uh, not many are, 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 are talking about this. And I'm wondering how many thought about it because... If the Dolphins were in that position, you'd be talking about it. You'd be ripping. You'd be filling up this chat board with all kinds of hate. So I'm just going to throw this out there. Throw it out there. Vic Fangio was helping out. They... 
hired him specifically for the Super Bowl to design and help the defense attack Pat Mahomes. Now, it is Pat Mahomes who can do it to anybody. But I I, I just want to have some fun with Dolphin fans out there and bust some balls, okay? So what happens if it's the Dolphins and it's Fangio and they couldn't get any sacks? Oh, you know, because... What was that guy that I that I heard on on Joe's show, on Joe Rose's show a week or two weeks ago, Mark uh, Ross, right? No, because it's a. I almost drove off the road. Oh well, you know, Fangio's an attacking style defense. I'm like, this guy's a former NFL executive. This guy supposedly watches the league, and and Fangio is not that actually. It's not an attacking defense. It's more of a bend don't break type of defense. And they didn't put any pressure on Mahomes after all those sacks all year long. And they specifically brought Fangio back to assist on the defense to help out. Now, he didn't call the defense. I get it. He's not specifically the defensive coordinator. But clearly, they must have taken his advice because they brought him back for two weeks. Clearly, their defensive coordinator must be. He, he, he was talking, you know, profusely about how much Fangio helps him out and the input and all that stuff. I'm just saying, Dolphin Nation. Nobody's bringing it up. Nobody's talking about it. But they hired Fangio, and then he was just on with a defense that did not show up in the second half. Their offense scored 24. Well, defense also helped out and all that stuff. But they finished them off, and yet they still couldn't pressure Mahomes, a gimpy Mahomes. Oh, that gimpy Mahomes was out in the open field pulling away from people. <laughs> You're like... Does that guy have an ankle? It's, you know, you know what it reminds you of when you're running scared, you know, that you you run just a little faster. That's kind of what it probably was with Mahomes. You don't want to get tackled. It's a Super Bowl. So you're just adrenaline is carrying your ass. You know what I'm saying? So, but you think about it and Fangio helped design that defense and they didn't get to the quarterback. And there's, you know, it's harder to beat Kansas City if you can't get to Mahomes. So, and, and listen, the team scored all those points. I get all of that. But they had no sacks. And nobody's kind of talking about that. And, again, doesn't mean I'm not glad that he's here. I'm super glad that he's here. He's an established defensive coordinator. But. Everybody doesn't have great days all the time. It doesn't matter how good you are. You're going to have bad days, especially when you're going up against some of the best. That's why they are some of the best, because there are chances you're going to lose. Okay? Doesn't make Fangio any less of a defensive coordinator. He's a damn great defensive coordinator. But I just want to make sure we're nice and clear about things. Because, you know, Dolphin fans may have selective memory. And if they, he has a bad game, oh, well, maybe this guy's not that good. And it's like, yeah, man, everybody has their bad days. Look at the Super Bowl. He was helping out designing that defense against 
against Mahomes and you know so you know oh Fangio was helped to hire the offense not defense why would they help the offense he's a defensive coordinator I mean not going to judge based on a guy that had maybe two weeks of prep however Mahomes was on another sphere in that second half nothing was going to stop him I'm just saying I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying it's so he was, that's what Rappaport reported. I didn't even know he was assisted to the offense. That doesn't make any sense. Is that what it was? Is that true? Yeah, it was assisted to, uh, to assist the offense, not the defense to get him ready. Shane Steichen ready for, Steve Spagnola's chief defense. So what? So reading. So uh, so they used him to read Spagnola's defense. Yeah, is that what it is? That's what it seems to be. Yeah, they got him to get it ready for that defense. Yeah. Well, maybe they should have used him for the defense instead, instead of the offense. I didn't know that. I thought he was assisting the defense throughout the whole thing. My bad on that i just double checked so that's the only reason wow he didn't he didn't help that defense that much because they didn't pressure they maybe should have used them on defense then now that i think about it wow that's weird i did not know that at all did not even read that report from rapaport that he was there to i assumed he was there to us to to assist the defense assist the offense they scored 11 points in the second half I guess it didn't assist that much. Wow. Why would you do that? That's weird. So you're trying to decipher what the defense is going to do to you. That's why you brought Fangio on. That's odd. Wow. Didn't they? They should have kept them on during the game and switched them over to defense so they can try to get them homes. No sacks. Wow, that's even worse. Not for Fangio now, for the Eagles. That is weird. That's what they brought him on for? Wow, what a waste. Should have helped him on defense. You're going up against Mahomes. You need all the help you can possibly get. That's crazy. My bad. Wow. I'm completely off on that one. I thought he was there to assist the defense. I just assumed. Didn't even I didn't even read into it, actually. I just assumed that he was there for the defense. That's a weird dynamic to do for that. Really, really odd. Well, it didn't help, that's for sure. Because you only scored eight points, 11 points, I'm sorry. Eight points in fourth quarter, three points in the, in the third. Yep. No, I was going to say, it helped them when get going into the game. It just didn't help when they had to make changes, right? Well, Because the Eagles' the first, offense well, the in the first quarter, half was pretty half, decent. The first half they had, they, they scored points. The second half is where they where they struggled and they couldn't get the same amount. They couldn't get their offense going. In the yeah. second half. But that's what I'm saying. Fangio had them ready for the defense until the defense made changes. Then it fell on 
the offense because Fangio can't sit there the whole game. I can't think and be like, no, no. You know, so they but were ready weird. until I, they made you know some what? changes. So, wow, and I had no idea. Completely, I thought he was there to assist the defense, assist the offense. That new school NFL, oh, that new school NFL. I get it. They were trying to smart, get smart on it, and all that. What would you do here? What do you think they're going to do to us? And that kind of stuff. And then Vic is trying to tell them what they're going to do and that kind of stuff. And I get that, but ooh, that's weird. That's weird. Age three sixty. Thank you for the love on the super chat. Oh, rumor has it you're not the only one to travel. Hawkman and Crowder will attend the Senior Bowl to try the local food. <laughs> they would be good for that. That that would be good for Hawkman and Crowder trying the food and talk about the food. That would be fantastic. That they they excel at that kind of goofy stuff. So that's good for them. Uh, I wish I would have seen them at the Senior Bowl. Uh, Bamboozle, thank you for the love in the super chat. Also, it was reported that Vic was there for offense because Vic faced Chiefs twice a year. That is weird. That's weird. I would use him for defense more than anything else than the offense. Wow. That is odd. Thank you for correcting me on that because I was lost on that one. Completely lost on that one. Okay. Um, let's see what else. Uh, looks like the advice to the offense worked out pretty good. But again, he's just an advisor on the actual call, not the final say. Hard to say. No, it wasn't because the second half, they only came out with 11 points. So their offense kind of slowed down. Big O, you like Rolando de la Serie? Uh, don't know who he is. Uh, who knows if it's true or not? I'm sure he had input on helping Eagles defense, too. Why wouldn't he? I don't know. Well, but the defense, they didn't get any sacks. So that either way, it didn't work out. The second half, you didn't score enough. And, and for the defense, you didn't get any sacks on, on Pat Mahomes. You couldn't pressure Mahomes. And after leading the league on sacks by, like, miles, you couldn't get a sack. I, by the way, the real MVP was the line, not Mahomes. I get it. You got to give it to the quarterback. It's the sexy position. The guy played out of his mind, and he played with the, with one leg, and he was ba basically playing on, on adrenaline in the last couple of games. So I, I get it. You got to give it to Mahomes, but I give it to that line. The Kansas City offensive line won that game because they kept Mahomes just absolutely clean, which is just – uh, fantastic. Uh, well, this is how Phillips, how I see it. Phillips scored 35, but a fumble and a special team's 14-point swing. Yeah, team outplayed him. And why didn't the defense on their side score? Why didn't their, they do something like that? Uh, Rosendo says, good morning, Big O Nation. Maybe that's a good thing that Vic helped the offense. It showed his experience as a head coach paid off. Yeah, especially in that second half with 11 points and not enough offense. Yeah. We've seen weirder things in this league, like Tony Sperano being an OC and Cam Cameron being a head coach. Yeah, and we experienced it all on our side. Weird for a defensive mind helping offense for sure. Definitely would have thought defensive input, not offense. 
That's weird. Big O, are you a flowers or a box of chocolates guy? Ritter, I think that depends on who you're with. Right? What does that significant other like? Does she prefer flowers? Does she prefer candy? Does she prefer neither? Would she rather go to a restaurant? Would she rather just have a card? You know what I'm saying? That I, I, I don't know, man. It all depends on who you're with. Would she rather you get a tattoo? You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know what kind of a, you know, partner you're with. Everybody's boat is floated differently. Not, not all women want chocolates. That's, you know, that's old time tradition and stuff like that. That's not really um, what I, I doubt most young women. I doubt any of them want any chocolates. You know what I'm saying? So it all depends. I, I don't think, I think you're like my wife for sure is more of a flowers girl than a candy. I don't, I don't ever get her any candy. That's not her thing. You know, go get those chocolate bonbons or those hearts or all that stuff. She has zero interest in that. So it's not what I am. It's you better know who you're with and how you push his or her buttons, you know, depending on your relationship. So that's how I would answer that, my brother. I don't dictate that. She dictates that. And then I should know, especially 36 years in, what she's all about. You know what I mean? Uh, Big O, I can't lie. I thought you were just trying to be hip and guess yesterday, but much respect to you being genuinely multicultural. That De La Soul talk and how you related to others was 100. Well, this is who I am, dude. What you see is what you get, man. What you see here is what you get in public. It's who I am. Uh, I'm just myself, period. You know, and I'll make my mistakes like I just did, by the way. Uh, and uh, and I'll be be honest of who I am and what I like and what I don't like or, or whatever, you know, uh, stuff like that. So, yeah, no, it's I talk about all that kind of stuff because I love uh, that music. You know, that's why. That era of music is, you know, my wheelhouse, you know, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's why I talk about it because, God. And, and by the way, uh, I got Cam heard some of the De La Soul songs. And he, oh, yeah, I know this. I know this. He texted me because, oh, wow. That was rough. That was rough. I got to admit, that was rough with Cam. You know what I'm saying? I, I and, and, and let's be. As I always am on this show, brutally honest, I don't expect a 29-year-old brother not to know De La Soul. <laughs> I just don't. Although he is young, so he's 29, and this happens with Marcel too. When there's a younger age gap, I, I don't, you know, that's, that's the part that you always have to wonder about people. What kind of a historian are you? Like you walk into a, a sports locker room and you may talk to some young athletes and they may know about the athletes over the last five or 10 years, 
but you can't talk to them about something 20 years ago and 30 years ago because they won't know jack shit. They won't know any athletes that came before them or stars or anything like that. They won't know the history of the game. Most athletes are like that, right? So then same thing for music. Okay, so you like music, right? But you're young. Okay, so did you go back and listen to older music to find out more about it? Like if you do like hip-hop, did you go back to the early days of hip-hop? If you like rock, did you go back to the early days of rock? You know what I'm saying? So I grew up as a 70s child. Even though I was born in 66, I'm really more of a 70s child and then into the 80s. But you can't tell me anything about 60s music because I know it all. And why? Because I am a historian. So I went back into the psychedelic era and you, you and whatever the the uh, what's that uh, the 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 surf era. I forgot how how they call that, but you know all that all that all the different kinds of genres that came up, you know, from rockabilly and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so I I I delved into all those areas of music. You know what I mean? So then. It's not just my era on that I'm going to talk about. You know what I'm saying? So then that's where we ran into it with Cam yesterday. Like we could talk rap with him, but probably newer rap. We couldn't go into Diggable Planets and Us Three and De La Soul and, and stuff like that from that era because it was before his time. So it all depends. Like the dude I'm come that's coming up now, I can talk all kinds of music with him because he's a historian. Like he keeps up with stuff now and then he keeps up with stuff from the past. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those things that when you run into somebody and you're going to talk about politics or you're going to talk about music or you're going to talk about history or you're going to talk about sports, some people, you know, their catalog might be of what's only relevant to them at their time. And they didn't bother to go back and look at, you know, oh, yeah, let me find out about Walter Payton. And let me find out, you know, about this player or that player from the past and kind of learn about now. Nah, I'm just going to know about what started in the 2000s because I'm 25 years old and I'm 35 years old. And that's where you that that's that's the that's the that's the bridge that you've got to cross with certain people in certain conversations on how in depth do they go in history of whatever it is you're talking about all right let's get to uh, a little football talk with the man the myth the legend that is alan poopart from sports illustrated and our ejdconstruction.com my emma dolphins report Dolphins fans, time to get insight on your favorite team with your favorite reporter with an Expos hat. Sports Illustrated's Alan Poupart in our EJDConstruction.com Miami Dolphins report exclusively on a big O radio show. And Jesse M is asking which musician who died young, if you would change their fate and they were to live, would you choose? That is the easiest question I'm ever asked. And that is Jimi Hendrix. Good morning, Alan Poupard. Who Who's is the Who's Jimi Hendrix? Who's Jimi Hendrix? For, for you also? No, no, no. Um, Young, he said. 
died young. Okay. Um, 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 um. Off the top of my head, Kurt Cobain, maybe. Okay. All right. That's pretty good. It's um, pretty good. If Kurt Cobain happens, does Foo Fighter ever happen? happen? That's a great question. I kind of get the feeling it would. Um, I kind of. You think Dave the, Dave Grohl had to grow? Right? He had to. He had to. Yeah. Huh. At some point, um, he, he's just too insanely talented. And it's funny because maybe too, maybe too sane to stay with the insanely talented, but also kind of insane Kurt Cobain too. So he might have, you know what? He might have tired of the act after a while. Probably, yes. You're right. Yeah, and it's interesting. I saw a recent interview with him where he talked about like how introverted he was when he first got into like into music and all that. And he's so not. He's so not. I mean, he's just. I mean, he's one of my favorite, and just in terms of his personality, and not only the fact that he's incredibly talented too. So, he's the most likable rock star oh, on the planet. He's, he's completely awesome. by miles, yeah. by miles. And there's no other guy that you see and you say, "I want to hang with that dude." Mm -hmm. and, and like you're like you feel like a hundred percent that he's going to be like super freaking cool, you know? And yeah. uh yeah, it's. uh Did you see by? Did you see a documentary? Uh, sound something or whatever the one that the one that he he uh, that it's it's about the recording studio in L.A. and he he kind of uh, he even saved the 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 board and everything he has it in his own studio you know what I'm talking about have no. you seen that yet no, but I'll have oh to my. check it out that's I mean, I have that. yes you have to check it out because it's it's a recording studio that anybody who's everybody recorded there you name it the amount of uh, it was on Sunset. I forgot the damn name of the... Somebody help me out out there. I know one of you have watched that thing. Uh, I've watched it a couple times now, and that is one of the great documentaries that you definitely want to watch it. No, and his, inter it. his interaction with the young girl drummer like a couple of years back was completely insane. I mean, it was so effing cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's actually really cool. If I remember the name, I'll tell you guys out there, but... Uh, it's uh, Sunset Records. Is that what it's called, Dude 67? Uh, no, 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 no. I don't think it's Sunset Records. It's called something else. Um, it's a studio, and I forgot the damn name of it. But, but either way, all right. Let's uh, let's get to it. First of all, your thoughts on on the Super Bowl? Because I know you were going back and forth on it on uh, on on Twitter. So the way the game ended and the way the the position that the referee was put in. No, that's tough. But to me, I, I can't help but go back to the first half play, the third down where Smith Schuster's running over the middle and he's tugged. He's, the guy tugs his jersey, turns him around a little bit. There's no flag. Okay. If you're not calling it, then for Christ's sake, don't be calling it on third and eight with a minute and a half left. Um, and spare me the whole, well, he did grab his jersey. Yeah, I get it. Guess what? There, there was one defensive holding penalty, accepted or declined, called the entire game. That was it. Are you expecting anybody to believe that that's the only time that there was a tug on a jersey? Come on. No. Well, there were two tugs, by the way. It's two holds. Uh, well, that's probably the same play. Correct. But that, that was the only play the entire game there was a, where a defensive back was holding. Come on. Um, I, I get it. But you put the you put the guy in a position where 
and everybody's seeing it, and there's two holds on that play, not just one. And so that's where you kind of put yourself in a position for him to call it. And then when he calls it, don't get mad that it happens. You know, it's I I I, I put it akin to, well, okay, listen, it's 65, the speed limit. Everybody's driving around 70, 72, 73, and they don't stop you. But this day, there's a guy on the side of the road, and he wants to stop you at 73, 74, and then you put him in a position where he can make that decision if he felt like it or not, and but there you go. You can, true. Both can be true. You can't, tell, you can't tell the cop, but, hey, everybody else is doing it. Yeah, but you are speeding, right? right. And you're like, yeah, and, well, there you go. Here's your ticket. And I think that's kind of it, that you put the referee in that position. So if he makes the call, you can't blame him because there clearly was a penalty, two but penalties. Both, but both can be true. It can be you're true. Right. It can be true. Right. And, and the, the, the infuriating part, if you're an Eagles fan, and for record, for, for, for transparency's sake, I have no dog in the fight. I would have preferred seeing Philadelphia win because I have friends who work for the Eagles. Not only that, I'm tired of the Chiefs, even though I respect the hell out of what they're doing. Uh, the infuriating part for them, it was the same motion inside, go back outside, where they got the two touchdowns where the guys are open by 10 yards inside the five-yard line. It's like, I mean, how many times were they going to get smoked by that play? Um, so to me, it's but it's a case, again, of Darius Slay was sloppy on the play and put himself in the position to get called. But the official, again, to me, that, 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 that's a flag. That's a flag you eat. <clears throat> and, and by the way, uh, uh, you're talking about the two guys that we were with at Larius eating the Italian food a couple of years back. There's two of them and another one. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. They're good dudes. They're good dudes. Good friends of mine. And they're really good dudes. Yeah. Cool. They're really good dudes. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, we got to hit that Italian place this year. We haven't hit that Italian place the last couple. Well, I haven't been there in the last three been years. There. You know what I mean? But I know we're going to hit the Irish bar for the uh, for the Panther game. But we got to we got to hit Laria's, bro. I haven't been to Laria's in a while. Good, uh, a nice, good, solid Italian meal, and and by the way, a very reasonable price too. They don't rip you off at that place too. That's so. Uh, that's the other thing. If you ever go to Indianapolis, folks, there's a place called Laria's. It's just outside of downtown, like two miles outside of downtown. But it's, uh, you know, just a, a, a short uh, Uber drive and well worth it if you ever go to Indy. Just just saying. So I, I get it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. I, I, uh, by the way, I did not realize they corrected me here because I, I thought Fangio went to help out the defense. I didn't know that he was helping out the offense. I didn't even realize that. I didn't even look into it that much. Did you realize that that he was helping out the offense? Yeah, I've got I've gotten conflicting reports on this. I think I did, one of the guys in the report might have reported that he he was helping out the offense, which is kind of weird to me because how much how much studying of the defense would he have done? I, I know he was a head coach with the Broncos um, for three years, but as a pure, I mean, as a defensive guy, I would think his area of expertise would be more trying to help out stopping the Kansas city offense. I mean, that, 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 that was kind of weird to me, but like I said, I, I, way, but I was I busting balls here to have some fun. Dolphin fans would have been livid the day after. Well, his defense didn't get any pressure on Mahomes. no sacks. They would be bitching right now. 
about it with no sacks. I'm just saying. I just wanted to throw that out there. Okay. Unless no, like, like Cardinals fans are like, I don't, I don't want Jonathan Gannon now. You got, they got Eagle defense got smoked by Mahomes. I don't want him anymore. Right. Uh, Which is, and, and it really, Mahomes did his thing, but the whole team did its thing. Defense scored, special teams gave you practically a touchdown with a run back to the five yard line. So that's the other thing that we have to look at. That that entire team contributed to that win. It wasn't just my personally for me, dude, the MVP was the offensive line, really not Mahomes. I get it because of the dramatic the high ankle, the high ankle, all that stuff. Hell, when he ran up the middle of the field with that high ankle injury, he was pulling away from guys. Shows you how much adrenaline was, you know, was carrying his ass. But I, I'm not going to take anything away. The most important factor to that game was those five guys up front. Not one sack, dude. That's and impressive. Not a whole, not a whole lot of pressure. I looked at the game book. It said five quarterback hits by the Eagles, and I'm like, I'm like scratching my head to to think where. I don't recall Mahomes being hit very much. And he did say there was a clip of him like in the locker room after the game saying like number seven, that's Hassan Reddick, was chasing me all night. I thought he was going to get me at some point. I'm like, did I miss something? I, I, didn't, right. I didn't see that, that pressure. And it also illustrates what a huge difference and props to Kansas City because in their previous Super Bowl appearance, their offensive line got absolutely annihilated by the Bucks, and they completely revamped the hell out of it. The only, the only remaining starter is Andrew Wiley. And right. then, and that team just nailed, they hit like Trey Smith in the draft. It was a guy who had injury concerns and, and Creed Humphrey, who, who, yeah, who, people kind of knew that that's the guy I, I had my eye on for the dolphins. Um, they didn't get Trey Smith had injury concerns. Those aren't panning out. And those guys are like ballers. And then they got Orlando Brown because he wanted to play left tackle and the, the Ravens already had Ronnie Stanley. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was uh, an absolute monster makeover of that line, and they fixed that thing quickly, and uh, they were just absolutely awesome. So yeah, I just wanted to bring that up, that whole thing with, you know, if and again, nothing against Fangio or anything. I'm I'm glad he's here for the Dolphins, but it's just kind of funny that they they couldn't get a sack on him, you know, and I'm I'm sure he had to have also assisted uh, on the defensive side. All right. Um, it looks like there. We when will we hear uh, the official hiring? And then now we're hearing about Tom Donatel too. Uh, what are you hearing about that interview also taking place? Well, my 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 feeling right now, and this is something that is not unusual, is you're not going to get piecemeal announcements of hirings. I think they're going to wait until they have the whole staff finalized. Like like Fangio's on board now. Now he's got to fill out. He needs an outside linebackers coach. Assistant linebackers coach was fired. They're down to one DB coach, uh, who's Sam Madison, who, by the way, was on the Kansas City Chiefs staff last year and wanted to come home to South Florida, but missed out on the Super Bowl. Um, so they have to hire those guys. And then, yeah, Tom Donatel makes perfect sense because he's the son of a longtime Vic Fangio colleague Ed Donatel, who wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if he also came on board. We would have a father and son combination because he was with him at three different stops. He was the DC in Minnesota last year, was fired. So now he's available. And then I looked at that 2021 Denver Broncos staff when when Fangio was the head coach. And two of the assistants were 
uh, John Pagano, who is an outside linebackers coach, the brother of Chuck Pagano, who's not was not an employed in 2022. He could be a logical addition. Same as Reggie Herring, who was with Fangio way back when, at one of his earlier stops, rejoined him in Denver. That's a former uh, Fuller State linebacker. So wouldn't surprise because again they had an opening at assistant linebackers and outside linebackers. So those could be those two guys. Donatel could be one of your DB coaches. Ed Donatel could be, if he does come on board, like a senior defensive assistant, that type of thing. And um, so I, w- I but I would think again they're going to wait till everything's finalized and then announce all the the, the coaching staff changes. Um, Tua, would you uh, would you think of the farce that was the? Um... Super Bowl week interviews because uh, it, it just it it was embarrassing to be quite honest it oh, was no. lame dude, it was, dude he's getting he's getting he's getting cash to be flown out first first class in Arizona to, to pump up the subway what was it no no I, 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 no his bank account did well but yeah, I'm just saying the, the interviews true. themselves were were terrible quite honestly they 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 really did not do him any justice but. Let's get into the meat of the matter of all of that. You know, there was a report that was, well, you know, they're uh, holding him up. But if the Dolphins win and advance in the the playoffs, he might be ready to play. Well, he kind of exposed that that I think it was a Schefter report that that report was not accurate because they never even put him into the protocol till after the season ended. So they had zero intentions ever of playing him again this year. He was never, ever going to see the field. So those reports of, well, if they advance, you could see, you know, um, uh, Tua, that was definitely not accurate. Well, I, I, I didn't see that, but they did put him in the protocol. I mean, they literally put him in the protocol the day after the Green Bay game. Um, after the season was over, he said it. But yeah. he had already been in the protocol. I don't understand what that means. He was in the protocol. No. He didn't, he didn't enter the protocol till after the season was over. Then you're, then you're saying that Mike McDaniel flat out lied to us. They said literally, he told us literally the day after the Green Bay game that Tua had been placed in the concussion protocol. They lied literally to you. That. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I mean, Tua even said Tua said it himself in the interviews that he was put. Am I right? Am I, oh, Sean just left, but uh, yeah, he was put into protocol after the season ended. So the Dolphins I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear that. Plans. Yeah, I mean, in fact, uh, well, there were, he did like seven different interviews, and it's possible he may have said different things all over the place. He mentioned he basically hinted that, like, on the Levitard interview, that he could have played in the Pro Bowl, but didn't want to because he didn't feel right for this first football activity to be the Pro Bowl instead of something with the Dolphins. So that's mm-hmm. that he's he's hinting there that yeah, he could have been ready to play had the Dolphins made a deep playoff run. So, um, but it's kind of, it's kind of weird that they didn't start the protocol till the season ended. That's why it took so long, uh, for, for the whole thing. So really while he was, look, I'll, I'll even, uh, let me see. Barry Jackson actually, I think put it in his article, uh, also, and I'm going to read it off of uh, Barry's article here. Here we go. Here we go. Here's Barry's article. Uh, maybe later. Um, 
Uh, for concussion protocol, I think the team did the biggest service throughout that they never allowed me to go through protocol normally until the season was done. So that's why it might have seemed like it took forever, but they were just protecting me from myself. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he wasn't in protocol. That means that they were they weren't moving him along in the protocol. Is that is what that could mean? Uh, but they never. He said they never allowed me to go through protocol normally until the season was done. Correct, but the protocol involves like five steps. What he what he's what he's saying, I would surmise, is that the part it, for you to pass to be cleared. Correct. They didn't start doing it till after the season was done. So my point is that the reports oh, that were they, that wrong. They, that they shut him down. What what reports? The reports were wrong. Like, well, oh, if the Dolphins advanced, yeah, yeah that the, there was never a plan to play him ever at all. No, they shut no him, they, they shut him down after the 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 Green Bay concussion that they were shutting him down. They shut yeah. him down. Yeah. Exactly. Which makes and sense. That, he was saying that they protected I thought that was actually to me that's what I had heard that he was done and and I told everybody there's a plan in place and from the get go they've been talking about there's a plan there's a plan. Uh I took judo by the way for for a few years. Mm -hmm. And it, judo, the one thing that has always stuck with me is falling. And it's one of the things that in judo they teach you is that you to learn how to fall, to brace your fall, to break your fall. Uh, so I, when he said that, I know it sounded foreign to a lot of people, especially if you've never taken judo uh, before, but it is so, it's part of your lessons. And so your thoughts on on those kind of things that yeah. they're trying I don't want to overblow that because yeah, and I, and I get it, and I, I've I've never taken judo, but I've I've done some wrestling and, and all that, and it's like, yeah, that, that's all great and dandy if you have like a chance to kind of brace yourself when when you're in the pocket and you got a 300, 300 pound guy who's going to ragdoll you. I don't think that the two is going to be able to apply the lessons he's learned in judo to be like, okay, I got to fall like this. So I don't, right, right. Right. I, I wouldn't want to overblow that. To me, the bigger issue and no, no, but 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 it, it's it will help you in certain falls, not sure. every fall because yeah. you're going to get some. In fact, the last one would have helped you. Okay, the one where he got tripped up and landed on his back. Well, certainly not the it's one against cool. Cincinnati because you just got ragdolled. And the, and the here's the thing with 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 two. And unfortunately, I don't know how how that's ever going to happen. Is he's always going to be vulnerable. To getting that kind of whiplash play because he's just not big, right? And he, he's not thick either. So right. this is why. And again, I'm going to go back to the same thing. The two plays where he had the official concussions, he had plenty of time. This is not. These were not normal plays. This is him hanging on to the ball too long. Stop doing that. You're going to reduce your risk by seventy percent. And then, no, my and then if you can, if you can save another ten percent with the judo, the things you learn in judo, now you're up to 80%. And then, and then you basically left with really, really fluky stuff, uh, which is, which is what everybody's at. Everybody has that right. flukiness that could, you could be out, but yeah. I agree with you hundred percent. And that's what I've said for a long time. His bigger problem more than anything else has always been hanging on to the ball. That's what's brought on all these big time injuries. If he gets rid of the ball and makes quick decisions, you know, there's no way, uh, there's no way that you're going to, you know. Um... No, and 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 the other thing too is, 
there are other guys and and I can see like the counter argument while well, you're going to like waste plays. Okay. That's fine. But Josh Allen can get away with that because he's huge. Patrick Mahomes can get away with that because he's insanely quick in the pocket. Lamar yeah. Jackson, because he can outrun people. Tua's game is precision, timing, accuracy, and all that. It's not like great, pure physical, like, you know, natural no. skills. No, um, it's, it's, a, it's the same thing as Peyton Manning, actually. Same thing, except Peyton's bigger, so he could take more hits for correct. it overall. But he plays the same way. Correct. Precision, make make quick decisions, get rid of the football. Peyton wasn't going to take extra hits either. He was going to get rid of the damn football correct. right away. And that's all he is. He's a smaller version of it, and he's got to learn to play the same way some of those statues that have played in this game. Like I've said, Marino's bust and Peyton Manning's bust they move just as fast as those guys. And they're in the Hall of Fame, bro. Correct, correct. So, you know, you can make it in the Hall of Fame at a snail's pace. Just make sure you make quick decisions. No, That's and, it, and you'll, and you'll live. Tua said it himself last year. It is like his, his natural tendency is to try to make something happen, like, all the time. Well, this, he's got he's to keep fighting, fighting that within himself, and the Dolphin coaches have to keep pounding it into him. Dude. Your health and staying healthy is more important than that particular third and ten. And if we have to punt, then we punt. I mean, right? Yep. Uh, by the way, Brian nailed it earlier in our interview. I just didn't want to uh, keep going with it, uh, but I'm, uh, we're on the back end of it. Sound City okay. is the name of the documentary. So it look it up, and oh, brother, it is going to be one of the most enjoyable ninety minutes, two hours of your life, uh, and educational. You know, everybody, bro, Fleetwood Mac, Elton John, Led Zeppelin, whatever. You, you name it, everybody recorded, the Eagles, everybody recorded like a, a, a legendary album there. I think Rumors was recorded there in Sound City and shit. Like, it, it, it's just, it, it, you'll see. When you watch that, you're going to go, holy shit. And he took the soundboard with him because it, they were they were going out of business because digital has taken them out of business. Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll, they'll talk about the whole story about all of that. And so he wanted to maintain the, the, the soundboard because that soundboard had produced so many amazing albums. And so he and he took the soundboard out of Sound City and put it in his studio now. So his personal studio has like that legendary board that has recorded album after album it's uh it's it's well worth it uh before i let you go what are the dolphins next moves here uh are, that we are we're expecting over the next couple of weeks here heading into free agency you mean besides finalizing the coaching staff um of course. i would expect very sooner rather than later a christian wilkins extension um the restructurings there might be restructurings already done that you would that those they don't announce unless they involve an extension of some sort. Um, but I can certainly see some of those. And I think you could see a couple of, you know, guys getting released as well. Um, I think Jerome Baker's vulnerable. I think Byron Jones very obviously is vulnerable. Um, but I think number one, because the thing the Dolphins have to do internally is to do the self-scouting and go look at all their 27, I think it is, on unrestricted free agents. Okay, which guys are we bringing back? Which guys are we are we cool with letting go? That's priority number one. And once they do that, and then they're going to go about like maybe re-signing. I would hope, I think they're going to maybe re-sign some of those guys. Um, 
you know, before free agency starts March 15th. It's interesting that Raheem Mostert did the rounds to it at the Super Bowl. And I actually wrote a story about it. And the way he talked, it was he was talking like because he's a pending free agent. And in a month, he technically doesn't have a team. And the way he was talking is we moving forward, what we got to do and all that. I mean, towards our guy. I mean, it was it was pure. He was pure. He's staying with the Miami Dolphins. And if you know, if you know the, the relationship that he and Mike McDaniel have and the way Mike McDaniel talks about him all the time, be a shock to me if they didn't re-sign him. And it would be it's one of those where why even pro I'm not even sure like most of goes to the market. I don't know that he can get a, a huge long-term deal because of his injury history. If he, if you were to tell me that they announced it's an extension for him or a new contract for him next week, I wouldn't be surprised in the least. And there could be a couple of other guys like that as well. Dougie Fresh, our uh, our um, resident smartass, he hurt me bad. Uh, last. Our our resident smartass says, Alan, don't you think Tua holding on to the ball too long is like swinging at everything? You know that only works for Vladimir Guerrero. There you go. There you go. Now we're talking. Without gloves, by the way. Without gloves. You always add that with Vladimir Guerrero. That badass is doing it without gloves. Mm -hmm. And if you don't think that's a big thing, you go ahead and grab a wooden bat and hit a 97-mile-an-hour fastball with no gloves. <laughs> it's a guy they used to say about him, he doesn't, hit it, he doesn't hit it where it's pitched, he hits it when it's pitched. Yes, that's it. doesn't swing. matter. He would swing at everything. There was a clip of him. It hit a home run. The ball's basically like this, this far off the ground. Then he just golfed. I, it. I, I've seen it. And then he yells four after that. <laughs> yeah. yeah I've was, seen it. It was amazing. He is, he is. He is a freak of all freaks. Follow him on Twitter at Poopart NFL. And remember, you become an official Miami Dolphins fan when you bookmark alldolphins.com. So you can get anything and everything this man writes all day long. He writes in his sleep. I'm telling you, he does. He writes in his sleep. He's got like this typewriter there, of artificial intelligence. He's just sending it over, and, and he's just producing articles while he sleeps. Alan, thank you as always, my friend. We will catch up later in the week. Sounds like a plan, and I'll uh, try to check out Sound City when I get a chance. Yeah, it's free on YouTube. You can actually check it on YouTube. It's there. They're, they uh, just told me that you can see it on YouTube. So there you go. You don't even need a streaming service. Excellent. All right? You got it. Later. There you go. Alan Poopart, baby. And call my guy, Eric, when you are looking to get work done at EJD Construction 305-433-4843. A lot of you are running into this issue. You're, you're trying to renew your insurance, your hurricane insurance, and you're finding out, well, wait a minute. They're telling you your house is a little older than 20 years. We need to upgrade your roof. You need to make sure you update it. And guess what? At EJD Construction, they're doing that for a lot of our listeners all throughout Dade and Broward County. So if you live in Dade or Broward, 305-433-4843. Call Eric at EJDConstruction.com.